Imagine a life where you can spend according to your values, give generously, love richly, live intentionally, and handle your finances biblically. That's what the Faith and Finance Podcast is all about. I'm your host, Adrian Hildebrand, and on the Faith and Finance Podcast, we discuss personal finance, intentional living, and value-aligned spending by sharing inspiring stories and practical topics to help you steward your finances in a way that honors God and builds your faith and wealth for the present and generations to come. Let's get started. Hey friend, welcome to the Faith and Finance Podcast. I just want to jump straight into today's episode. It is with a wonderful lady and her name is Katie Joy Davis and she truly is joyful. You'll hear it in her voice, you'll hear it all over her when she speaks. It's awesome. But she is the owner of Tierra Sauna Blankets and she's going to talk all about that. But they are beautiful blankets, y'all. But she has such a heart and this is a business with a purpose. And today we're really talking about not just her business, of course, but her burden and how, you know, money funds, the dream funds, the mission, and it's exactly what her business is doing. I hope that you enjoy today's episode. Before we get started, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Hey, Katie Joy, welcome to the Faith and Finance Podcast. Hi, Adrian. It's so good to hear your voice. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm so glad that you are here. You just have the sweetest spirit and we're going to get all into your story and it's just amazing what the Lord has done in your life and is continuing to do and will do and everything like that. So without further ado, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do and your money story? Sure. Hi, my name is Katie Joy Davis. I am the owner of Tirasana Blankets. Um, Tirasana means healed earth in Spanish, and you're going to hear a little bit about my story, but um, the, the reason I picked the name Tirasana was as a declaration that um, Latin America would be just a land that has been healed, restored, and the people um, just set free. So, um, I sell alpaca blankets that are absolutely beautiful. Alpaca wool blankets, um, artisan crafted, made in Ecuador. And I was living in Ecuador as a missionary about two years ago. I wasn't fully funded as a missionary, so it made things really difficult. And at the same time that I was recognizing my need for missional funds, I um, thought it would be a great idea to buy blankets and and sell them as a means to raise support for myself. So I had posted about it on Instagram and um, took pre-orders and was able to um, hand pick out beautiful um, alpaca blankets for lots of friends and bring it back to the States. At the same time that I um, was starting that, I also recognized a major issue happening in Ecuador. Um, Venezuelan refugees were walking or taking the bus by the thousands coming into the country um, just homeless and I thought how can I help them? I just felt so burdened. I just thought who is who is looking after them? Who is taking care of their needs? Like 
what are we doing for them? Um, because they are leaving a country that has basically um, just leveled its economic resources and by they're leaving out of that's out of a place of no fault of their own and uh, I thought I'm gonna give a part of the profit of the blanket sales back to um, organizations that are working directly with the Venezuelan refugees but I will share more about that later so thank you so much for having me I'm excited uh, to be here we went to Ecuador we put an order in for I can't even remember how many blankets we bought. (laughs) I don't even remember. I think like 150 or something, something like that. And, uh, and all of a sudden I'm like super, I, I'm like same time. I wanted to like give to refugees. And then I had a friend who came and she was like, have you ever thought about creating a business out of this idea? And I had, but I wasn't, really sure how to do it. This woman, she was a good friend of mine. She went to ministry school with me and had helped other businesses start. And she's kind of, kind of marketed herself as like the, um, what are they called? Like the doula, the, um, the midwife Okay. of like helping a business be born. Yeah, I got that. So she's cool. like, I will be your, like your business midwife to make this baby happen. And so we got to Ecuador and it was just very like, let's go find refugees and interview them and hear their story and let's get these blankets. And at that point we were going to give like 10% of the profit to help victims of this crisis from Venezuela. It turned out that we had like over, I think we had like 80 blankets that we couldn't fit. Mm. I want to, I'd have to find the right number, but we, we had a lot of blankets that we couldn't fit in our suitcases. Cause at that point we weren't importing the blankets. We were literally bringing them back in our suitcases to sell in the United States. At the same time, so many refugees that we were meeting with and just loving on and hearing their story, Venezuelans, like it's, it's a pretty warm climate in Venezuela and they're coming with just like the clothes on their back. And so they're freezing in like these Andean nights of Quito, Ecuador. It's just very cold at night. And so we thought, oh my gosh, let's give them a blanket. And so that's where the blanket for blanket came was out of this seemingly mistake of like, oh, we bought too many. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just left some to be given and then that's that's what we've carried on. And so this past year, we were able to give 51 blankets to refugees. And I work with a, a nonprofit organization that feeds them, shares the gospel, gives them clothing, food, baby formula every Thursday for refugees that are. Yeah. So we work with an organization in Ecuador that delivers these blankets when um, families come through. And so we 
were able to give mothers and children blankets to keep warm. And it's just such a rewarding experience that for every blanket you buy suits any home and you're, you're keeping a refugee warm. You're buying two, you're, you're buying the blanket for yourself. That's beautiful and luxurious. And, and I think even just the sense of you, you're keeping them covered because they're so vulnerable. They're leaving a country that has had extreme inflation and is, has leveled its economic ability. There's, there's no food, there's no medicine, and they're walking or they're taking a bus if they have the bus fare to come and you're covering them and you're telling them, I see you, you're clothed. Like there's this, this comfort in that that's so rewarding. So it's definitely been a learning curve to, you know, just raise awareness of not only the crisis in Venezuela, because so many people don't know what's happening, but also sell uh, imported luxury <laughs> product that is at a higher price but they are um, beautiful they gorgeous. are be- beautiful blankets and they last and they're durable and I have blankets that are wonderful for outdoors for camping and then others that are really nice that are lighter and super super soft we did branch out this year and I sold I, I brought some scarves back to kind of test out about mm-hmm. a year ago and they sold like hotcakes and so I was like, let's buy scarves. And so we just do like every three scarves that are sold, we give a blanket. So the scarves have sold really well too. And it's still another way that you can, can give if you don't have the price, you know, the money Mm. to buy the bigger item, you can still give like buy a $30 scarf. That's super luxurious and soft. Yeah. So No, and I think what you're doing is there's just so many pieces of all this that I want to like dig into, but (laughs) absolutely, I've really been very, I guess, convicted lately about Mm. fast fashion and kind Mm. of like, you know, I'm all about finding a good deal. Like I'm not saying that, but I would Mm -hmm. rather buy Mm -hmm. a beautiful incredible blanket that supports an amazing cause, maybe for a little bit more than I would buy at TJ Maxx or something. Okay. But Uh it's supporting an incredible cause. Not only is it supporting your business, a small business, a woman, small business that I love, like I love supporting women in Mm -hmm. small business. It's supporting a family, the guy who makes, and you didn't really mention him. We'll talk about him, but the guy who makes the stuff, you're Mm -hmm. giving a blanket to someone there. And then if someone has a amazing, beautiful blanket for their home, like, Mm -hmm. and that you're partnering with this nonprofit, that's that's yes. spreading the, um, the gospel, right? Yes. And yes. giving them food and other things. So it's like mm-hmm. all of that wrapped into, you know, so because yeah. when I go to H&M, Mm-hmm. I just buy a thing and I don't know, have a clue what's going on everywhere else. And that's fine. Like, I'm not yeah. saying there's anything against sure. that, but sure. I've been yeah. really convicted about that lately mm. because I have, I had so many clothes, like Katie Joy, it's ridiculous, you know? And yeah. I was like, why do I have all this? Even if it was thrifted mm. or something. Sure. Know? Sure. It yeah. It's very convicting. And the Lord's been oh. working on me about intentional that way too. So yeah. 
you don't ever apologize for your blankets pricing. And I think it's actually very reasonable. Yes. I so think we're on like the lower all. end of the market. Yeah. So yeah. Don't ever you. at all feel bad about that. Aww. All that to say, like, I think people will hear, will hear your heart and guys, I'm yeah. not playing. These blankets are beautiful. And we're going to post her everything in the, yeah. the, the show notes here, but Perfect. tell us about the gentleman who the makes artisan. the book. Yes. yes. It is such a fun story. Actually, it just the way it all, how I met him was not it was probably completely orchestrated by the Lord. I was worshiping at church and I had seen on my way to church by via taxi, I had seen a little like mercado, a little market of, of indigenous people selling artisan indigenous artwork. And I thought, I'm going to go down there. I'm just going to see what they have. And so I go down, I just, I see his blankets and I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, these are like, prettier than any of the other ones I had seen. And I just start building relationship with him. And I stay in touch. I get his card. And I'm like, you know, I I want to buy a lot. (laughs) How can I buy a lot of blankets? And he has just stuck with me and has been so gracious. I've got to meet his family. I've got to pray for his family. They are so near and dear to my heart. There's also just, I don't think you knew this, but I actually grew up in Ecuador as a missionary kid. I don't know if I failed to mention that, but I was born and raised there. (laughs) Uh, My parents were missionaries and we lived in an indigenous community in the south near Cuenca in a little town called Saraguro. If anyone's ever heard of it, it's adorable. And I was raised with Saraguro indigenous people. And so there's something very familiar for me working with indigenous people groups in Ecuador and supporting their work because I was raised around it. I, I saw it from the beginning and it's not just hand woven goods, it's pottery and painting. And I mean, I want to expand and all the things <laughs> and have my, my online store, not only be scarves and blankets, but maybe leather goods and beaded jewelry someday. Yeah. That's a little bit about Galo and, um, and him just meeting him. It was so orchestrated from the yeah. Lord and it took yeah. off. So, yeah. So I feel like he probably has like no time to even make blankets for other people at this point. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I keep him busy. I keep him busy. <laughs> well, in Jesus' name, he's going to have to hire like yes. a, a whole factory of people oh someday. Oh my gosh. You yeah. Know? Totally. And totally. you too. Like, you oh know, we never know. You never know. I, the Lord, I I'm believe, excited. Yes. The Lord can do that. Yeah. I mean, you are yeah. still a startup. Like oh, you're still a startup. Micro you know? business. Yes. Yes. And that's okay. It like is. that's amazing. Yes. That you're that we were talking before we started recording that, you know, you said, Yeah, we sold fifty or we, we were able to give away fifty one blankets this year. And I was like, yeah. that is no small feat. Like yeah. that is huge. That's that's a big deal because that's fifty one people who didn't have a blanket before to exactly. stay one. Um my sister actually is she's half Ecuadorian. My half sister is. Oh wow. Yeah, my mother was married previously, and he was Ecuadorian. 
Oh, wow. But, okay. Yeah, my sister is a uh, small half world. Yes, and what you're doing is amazing. So Thank you. on the financial side of things a little bit, you mentioned that this this your mentor basically helped you kind of get yeah. everything started. So like, yes, yes. T- take me to the beginning. Like, what did that <laughs> really, really look like? <laughs> what did like, that look like? It was so was like, what thing? is my life? Yeah. <laughs> um, she just believed in me. You know, she's like, I will help build the website and we're just like, let's get the capital to make this happen. Um, so I have some investors who invested in the business that helped me really get it started because we needed, you know, plane tickets and all the kinds of equipment and then just paying for the website. And so she has built my website for me, helped me start my social media account has just like taken the time to really equip me and how to manage the website and manage social media. And it's still a learning curve and I still reach out to her, but for her help, I was able to give her 8% royalties, learning just that whole side of things. I'm learning, I have such a learning curve with just the accounting side of it and just keeping track, taxes, all of that. Sometimes I'm like, whoa, this isn't fun anymore because <laughs> You know, accounting, dun, 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 you know, it's not exactly my favorite thing, but learning like it's producing such good discipline in me and it's, I can, I feel it producing so much good, just learning all those backside of business and even a backside of a website and taxes. And we sell product in Kentucky at vendor fairs. We sell product in California at vendor fairs and learning the two different taxes that you have to pay the sales tax and all of that. So I'm, this is my second year going and it's so nice to feel the like the once weak muscle trying to lift something like with just the learning curve of administrating a business now doesn't it's stronger like the muscle's not as weak and like oh I can do taxes again no big deal oh I can do that oh let's get this going and that going and I'm gonna reach out to this person or I'm gonna now I'm gonna wholesale the blankets so if you're a whole if you have a boutique and you're listening um and you'd like to buy blankets I do sell them at a wholesale price so please contact me just all of that learning trying to learning how to get product moving Oh, it's sitting for a while. Let's get it going. <laughs> That's another big, big feat of just like yeah. how to, what worked, what didn't work and mm. learning. I, I, there was a point where I had to be like, even though it's such a personal thing that I'm doing and it was, it's just such a part of my heart. There are times in the business that you have to say, it's not personal, it's business. Even though it's very personal, you have to do that to separate Mm -hmm. yourself and be objective and get work done. Because there was a phase where I was kind of paralyzed. And my friend who, my consultant, my business consultant was like slowly, you know, taking, like giving me the reins. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I want the reins yet, but no, believing in myself, I can do this. I'm going to keep going. I'm not going to quit. And learning that consistency is key. And sometimes you have to do things afraid. And sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to knock on doors and you have to put yourself out there and it's okay. And like, you're learning and it's producing these good things that you can't always see and sometimes feel extremely vulnerable, but it's for the kingdom of God, right. you know, it's for 
the Venezuelan to know that they're loved, that they're seen. And even with the money side of things, it's not, for me, it's never really been about the money. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, it's definitely not a place where it's not this huge profitable thing, but it might be someday. And it I'm will so, be someday. It will be someday. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and I'm so grateful that I've been able to use some of the profits to, to get me back to Ecuador, to serve, to, to come back and to give and to, and to um, be with, with the refugees and be with other, other people there and to, to minister to Ecuador. Cause I, I do feel called to that nation yeah. Yeah. and it has freed me to do that. I don't have to wait on a, an agency or supporters to be fully funded. I can go and really seeing that um, the future of international missions is really shifting using business as missions Yes, is, I think is, I mean, the sky's the limit, you know, so, and how far you can go and what you can do. And it has really freed me to be able to go. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's, it's a mindset thing too, mm-hmm. when you're, when you're trying to get your business off the ground because ultimately businesses are in business to make money. Right. But also (laughs) businesses fund the work of God. Money funds God's work. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's okay that you're taking money so that you can not taking it, Mm -hmm. that you're earning money, working for money in the business so that you can go back to Ecuador and do what you ultimately feel called to do. So don't ever feel guilty about that because I ain't trying to go to my nine to five job and not get paid. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I know everybody listening to this show too is like, yeah, she ain't wrong. Like we all want to get paid. We do. And I can't wait to pay myself. (laughs) That will be so great. Yeah. Yes. And you know, the reason I think not the only reason, but that's been a really big mindset shift for me because ultimately yeah. if I, okay, I only have so many hours in a day, right? All of us only have so mm-hmm. many hours in a day in a lifetime. And ultimately in, a, in order for me to do what I truly feel God is calling me to do, I have to take what I'm kind of doing and, and be full time, right? Yeah. Because I have so many hours in a day, mm-hmm. but full time, means like I, I do have to make enough to support myself, right? Yes. So it's like you don't you can't feel bad, you know, about mm-hmm. that. Like mm-hmm. um, absolutely about and that I, ever. So exactly. And I have jobs that are flexible and yes. supplement my income. Absolutely. And give me the freedom to have this business. Yeah. And I'm exactly. so grateful for that. And that's an incredible world that we live in now too because Maybe back in the day, like online business wasn't a thing, right? No. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. back in the day, people didn't really have side hustles, right? They had they yeah. jobs that they yeah. had to work all the time. And mm-hmm. the fact that in this country or in this world that we live yeah. in, um, we can have side hustles that things that kind of we just love to do and, and make a little extra cash to, you know, pay off debt or yes. uh, fund a missionary to go somewhere or to raise yes. money for something or to buy a pair of shoes. I don't care what you do with like the fact that yeah. we can do this is amazing. Yes. And it's really a God given uh, opportunity. I think too, I've been doing a lot of research on like social enterprise models, you know, like what mm-hmm. you're doing, basically the one for one Tom's mm-hmm. Warby Parker, um, mm-hmm. had, had bands of hope, which I don't know if you know, Jess Ekstrom, but I'll send you her link. She's amazing. Okay. 
fantastic. She does like what you do too. Not, not blankets, but a same model. Anyway, like millennials are very, we are like, we want to support all those businesses, you know? And I think, I think most everyone would want to, right? Like we want to, Mm -hmm. like I was talking about earlier, we want to be socially conscious. Like we want to make sure that the people that when we buy things, like the people who are making it get paid fair right too because as a christian you know we want we believe in humanity and the rights of human people to be treated fairly yes absolutely um and as children of god and so i'm not saying this to say like you know i do all the right things all the time because i don't but just trying to be more conscious about when i do spend money um, mm-hmm. How can I support someone that mm-hmm. is ultimately wanting to support the mission of the church of Jesus, right? Yes. Like, like, <laughs> so what you're Absolutely. doing is seriously amazing. Just Thank phenomenal. Thank you. Thank it's, you. I really appreciate it. So you've talked a little bit about the learning curve of kind of learning all of these <laughs> things. And that's another yes. thing too. You just got to do it scared sometimes. Right? You like, do. You really do. do Yes. Because I was talking to someone today about my podcast and they're like, how did you blah, blah, blah. I'm like, did, have you listened to episode number one? Okay. <laughs> like it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm like, and, and then I started worrying about all the other things. Like, okay, I gotta, yeah. I gotta make sure my social media posts work. I gotta yeah. get my website up, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, Adrian, if you don't have a podcast, none of that other stuff matters, right? Like yeah. if you don't yeah. do the one thing, nothing yes. else matters. Yes. So I think yes. we get ahead of ourselves and we say, do. I can't do it. I can't do it. Yes. And it can be very overwhelming and trying to narrow down for me. It's like everything felt like a priority and you have to just like step back, slow down. And I, and I'm so thankful, like, gosh, at the beginning, I was so overwhelmed. I was like, should I even be doing this? And it just felt so vulnerable, but now it's just like, no, that's what I do. And I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to keep going. And I'm just like, watch me jump how high, you know, like I'm just going to keep going and I'm excited for what this year has in store. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. And you're going to, the thing too, is like, again, with your business, if you don't sell blankets, you can't give blankets to other people. So it's like at the end of the day, I got to figure out how to sell these blankets. Exactly. Yeah. I'll go in the back of my trunk. Like exactly. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's coming to that point where it's like, I just got to start going, knocking on, knocking on shops and selling them wholesale just to get them moving. Um, having to get past that, like, oh, well, I need to sell them this way at this price. No, no, no. Like there's so many ways to sell them. And there are obviously the margins of what you want and how low you can sell something, how high you want to sell something and trust like just, just getting them moving, you know, that you can do it. And, and I'm still exploring all, all the options of that. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's all learning. It Everything is. in life is all about just learning and taking one step in front of the other. I overwhelm myself needlessly sometimes, right? Like I get so caught up in the, the big picture, the big picture. I'm like, Adrian, what's right in front of you? Like you got to yes. do this today or that big picture is never going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I'm living preaching to myself because... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. And living in the tension between the the big picture and the vision Mm. and then just like the practical, like, Mm -hmm. 
what do you need to do today that's going to get you to that end goal of the big picture? And if you're not, like, I think naturally I'm a big picture person. I think, Mm -hmm. I I think visionary, like big Mm -hmm. things, right? Where where, like my twin sister is very right in front of Adrian, you got to do this. And so that like is amazing. But sometimes just getting people in your life who are like that too, that can help you stay the course. And I'm not talking about someone you like, that's a partner, (laughs) but just like a friend, like a a business partner or spouse, or I'm not talking about that. Just like a friend, someone that's thinks a little differently than you, but also understands you so that they can help you stay the course. My sister is one of those people for me. And now Mm -hmm. Haley, who helps me with my podcast, she's very like that too. So it's Mm -hmm. just about finding people in your life that can help you stay the course where where it's about community. And it's not a weakness that you can't always, because some of the times those people would, would say, man, I wish I could think about the big picture, but all I can think about is this one thing in front of me. And I'm like, I wish I was like you, like we all have Mm -hmm. gifts and Mm -hmm. talents that can be used in different ways. Right. So absolutely. I love that. You just mentioned margin, like profit margin, but I know that you're also really passionate about having margin in your life. Yeah. A little bit about what that looks like to you and practically how we can apply that to a couple of years ago. I honestly feel like all of my twenties, I was just running a mile a minute. I, lived a lifestyle of just everything was back to back to back to back. And I wasn't aware that I could slow down. I didn't even think it was an option. <laughs> I just lived in such a way where I, I was teaching preschool. And so I would do that all day. And then I would go spend time with my friends. And then I would, you know, go shopping and do this and do that. And I hit this point when I was 27 where I was working, I was in ministry school and I was working at a church, at the church's nursery. And I, bear with me as I share this little story, I was going on a mission trip to South Korea and I didn't get coverage. And in my head, I thought, oh, I don't need like it's, it's a ministry school. It's a church. They'll understand. And I just went to Korea and didn't get my shift covered as a nursery worker. And I came back and one of the leaders of the nursery sat me down and was like, tell me what's going on in your life. And tell me about this past month, tell me about your mission trip. And then it turned out just reflected back to me. Like, it just sounded like you just didn't have a lot of margin. And that was the first time I'd ever heard someone say that or use that. And it had, it hit me so deeply because it affected them. And I hadn't slowed down it. And I was seeing how like my, my lack of margin affects other people and it affected myself. So now I feel like I thrive when I have space, just an hour between an event to kind of recoup, okay, connect with my heart. What does my heart need? This goes along with finances. I think because I was running a mile a minute, I wasn't keeping track of my spending. I wasn't, I wasn't diligent. I had avoidance issues and I had an, an awful financial mistake several years ago because of it. It really woke me up to see actually, no, you need financial margin. You need emotional margin. You need physical margin. You need space so you can thrive. And it's actually a gift from the Lord. 
And so it's something I'm so passionate, rest and, and, and living your life and happening to life Mm. as a powerful person from a place of rest. Yes. As a missionary, I, I went, made the decision to become a missionary to Ecuador in five weeks. (laughs) (laughs) And I learned I wasn't fully supported. I went into debt, just getting over there. Yeah. I was already burnt out from teaching for so many years. And I took another teaching job that had so many learning curves. It was English immersion preschool, which I'd never done uh, and just burnt out. And it was such a wake up call for me to hit that place. Be like, you can't keep living your life this way and expecting a different result. And really having to kind of come back and slow down, almost turn the lights off and be like, what do I need right now? And what does my heart need to thrive? And becoming a little bit more self-aware, like, what am I avoiding by being so busy? What pain am I avoiding? What are these areas? And really coming, like, having this invitation from the Lord to go into these darker areas and face realities and actually see God's perspective about it and have him teach me how to create space and margin and know, oh, you're not missing out. You have friends. You have people who love you. It looks different in this season right now. It's been wonderful. It's been hard, but I am so thankful. Like I have a job that's flexible that I can do anywhere in the world. I have another job that's flexible. I'm so thankful that I've created this space. And I, I had to slow down. And I, I didn't work for six months because I had depleted myself. And I had to come home and yeah. rest. I want, I'm, I'm kind of rebuilding myself with, mm-hmm. with margin and letting like the margin be that time or that self-care that I give myself and, and really connecting with what do I need and what, what, what was I building that collapse and what, what is God building that's going to grow? Yeah. And what are some basic foundations? And I've, I've thought, you know, there's going to be constant lessons in life that if you don't learn from those lessons, you will repeat them forever. Things don't Mm -hmm. change when you turn 30. Mm Mm-hmm. Like the same problems you had when you were 29, you'll have in your, when you're 30, you know what I mean? Like those simple, it's like, well, of course, but I think somehow when we're young, we think that certain things are going to change. Those same habits that you had when you were younger will follow you unless you face them and change them and learning like it's about consistency and whatever you want sacrifice for what you want or it will be the sacrifice and be consistent with what you want and you'll see that change in that fruit and I'm so thankful like I have more money in my savings account now than I ever had in my 20s you know what I mean because I slowed down and it's not like I'm making tons of money you know and learning like it's not about making lots of money Mm -hmm. it really isn't like you can make a little bit and save a little bit. If you perpetually don't put money in savings, you'll never have money in savings. Right. 
don't, you know what I mean? It's so simple, mm -hmm. but like if you perpetually avoid your bank account, bad things are going to happen. And, and, and I know there's probably people are listening that are like, well, of course, like look at it. And I do on a regular basis. And I'm so thankful. I have friends in my life who've come around me and supported me in that area. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just, there's such an invitation to be vulnerable with people who support you and love you and want to champion you and sharing these areas where you don't have margin. Yeah. Asking yourself, what areas do I need to create margin? What areas do I need to sacrifice to have that margin? Mm -hmm. I kind of went on a rant there, no, <laughs> like it's a little, good. It's a little my own personal world. No, that's great because margin <laughs> no. financially is something we talk about too on this podcast, mm -hmm. obviously, but we yes. talk about margin in our time and in our lives. Yes. And yes. Um, honestly, someone very close to me the other day said, Adrian, like you are needlessly putting up so many different things on yourself that you're stressing yourself out, but mm -hmm. then you're getting upset when other people are trying to ask you to do more things and it's like, mm. Adrian, you just need to, you need to chill, right? Like yeah. you need to create a little margin and also understanding that what some people can handle is different than yes. what other people can exactly. handle. Yeah. What do you have capacity for? Right. And Asking so yourself that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then when you have financial margin though, too, that also helps you have a little bit of margin with your time because you have a little a fund, right? Yes, like exactly. This whole, um, I don't know if you've heard of something called the fire movement, but it's called financial <laughs> independence, retire early. And the whole premise yes. is that people are basically kind of doing a lot of front loaded work of working very hard, saving an exorbitant amount of their income. And there's pros and cons to all this, but essentially so that they can retire quote, and I'm quoting, they can't see me obviously on the podcast, yeah. but <laughs> so that they can basically have margin to do the things that they feel God is calling them to do or to go and just go around the country for a month or whatever, or just mm -hmm. be at home or work a part-time job, like mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. something they want to do, run a business yeah. like yes. yours, you know? Yes. So yes. it's the idea that if we can, because the, we have to have rest. Like yes. I haven't slept very well for probably mm. two weeks and it's, oh, I don't know. I just can't get my brain to shut down. I'm fine. I'm not saying this, but mm -hmm, it affects mm -hmm. me in a yeah. very big oh, way. Sleep is medicine. Yes. And mm -hmm. so when you're not getting quality sleep, you know, mm -hmm. and then sometimes we don't get sleep because we're worried about things. Sometimes we don't get sleep because of whatever. And that's just an example, but creating that margin in our lives so we can live intentionally. Right. And a, not yes. just, I say value aligned spending with our money, yes. but value aligned yes. spending our time too and yes. our resources. Exactly. Our energy, our, our life energy, energy, our yeah. life energy and asking yourself like different things coming up in your day to day. Do I have energy to give that? Yeah. Is that going to give me back the energy I need to meet my goals and having to be so conscious of what we're consuming, what we're giving out, you know, just how we are managing us. And I think I lived very much in a world where I think I was being managed by my job. And I think I've always had a desire to be this entrepreneur and to be my own boss and to be that powerful person I know I am inside and happen to life and be free. And I think that's, that is my ultimate goal. And if it looks like slowing down 
to build and it might not, it might look like it's not meeting all the social norms of where a person my age should be. I don't care. Right. I don't care because I'm not going to deplete myself. I'm just not, I I have these other goals and it's going to look different and that's worth it to me. Yeah. No, I, I'm with a, you. Quite a shift in the past yeah. year and a half. And every really season's changing. different too. You know, there are yes. seasons where I feel more productive and more, mm-hmm. but then there are other seasons like right this week, that last week I was feeling like, you know, so like, <laughs> like tired, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And I think that's, it's okay to have yeah. grace for those seasons too. Absolutely. I think for so long I felt like something's wrong with you, Adrian, something's wrong with you when really I just needed rest or literally to do nothing. Nothing. It's okay. Giving yourself permission. Oh, our brain is always going, right? Oh, mine too. Always something to be done. Yes. Yes. And I felt like crazy if I wasn't doing something, you know, but it was like, no, 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 just slow down. Yeah. Take that time for yourself to regroup and whatever that outlet is for you. Yeah. And then come back. Right. And believe me, you'll be a lot more productive when you're coming from that space. Yeah. When you're filled up. Yeah. And that's what I had to do before this podcast was just kind of like slow down. Yeah. Collect the thoughts. Yeah. You know, take this hour to to come into this place of how I want to share from my heart. So I heard someone say once that if you feel, and there's a difference between like nervousness, like, you know, it's the wrong thing. Like, you know, we know distinctly, (laughs) like, uh, we, we know, like, if there's a difference between just feeling nervous, like butterflies, or if there's, if we're feeling nervous and anxious because of, it's a wrong decision, right? So yes. like, we, we feel the yes. peace of God, but I, I heard someone say once that if you feel like the butterfly kind of nervous or like, mm-hmm. like nervous, like, but also still peaceful it's, and excited, like that's uh-huh. the thing you need to do. Yes. And so I say that because I really believe you being on this show today, while you were nervous and and (laughs) excited, it was also probably, I hope, a little bit of, but you know what? Like, obviously this is happening for a reason and I need to just do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the enemy, just spiritually speaking, the enemy wants to silence our voice and silence our story. And I just felt like this is, this anxiety is complete attack from the enemy mm-hmm. because I love to talk. Yeah. <laughs> I love to share my story. And so for me to get nervous to do that, it's just mm-hmm. not from the Lord. I'm glad that I did. Yes. I'm so <laughs> I feel glad. great. So, yes. This has been yeah. awesome. I don't want to take too much more of your time, but is there anything no you wanted to leave the audience with today, of course, and I'm not talking about like, we're going to tell them about what your business is called and all that in a second, but if there's any last final thought you wanted to leave or something you feel like you should share today. Yes, absolutely. I, I feel like I just want to encourage anyone who has a dream or who wants to see a change in the world that you can do it and you can go after it and to not hesitate. And I just feel like there are resources available to people that will come at just the right timing for them to get started. And so I just want to encourage anyone who's listening that if you have this idea or you want to see change, that you can do it. 
and you can make it happen and to celebrate the process. Yeah. It's so important to take the time to celebrate the process, celebrate the learning curves, love yourself in mm. the midst of moments where you feel like you don't know what you're doing. Let love in because it wins ultimately in the end. So mm-hmm. no, I'm with you And that, you know, if the Lord has given you a a dream, right? If the mm-hmm. Lord has laid that on your heart and it may be one of those things that it may not come to fruition right away, right? Like sure. something yeah. can, things can take time, but also like faith without works is dead. So yes. take that step forward yes. in faith. If that just yes. is one little thing, right? One little yes. thing. It oh. doesn't mean you go out and quit your job tomorrow and do this, yeah. but it just means oh, like, totally just, just starting take one step, one, take one step, step forward. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Um, Yes. So I love that. And, you know, and everyone's financial journey who's listening, because I know we talk about a couple different topics on this show, but just take Mm -hmm. one step, you know, take Mm -hmm. one step. It's okay. Like you're not going to have, Rome was not built in a day. Like it wasn't, (laughs) you know, it's just about, like you said earlier about objectively looking at it and then saying, okay, this is what we're dealing with. And then moving forward. Yeah. Not, not being, don't over emotionalize it. (laughs) No, not being upset. Even if it's something you did, even if it's your fault, that something is the way to just say, okay, Mm -hmm. well, Mm-hmm. We did this and so now we're going to uh, not do that and move on, right? Like Exactly. <laughs> we're going to have grace. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But Katie 100%. Joy, tell everyone where they can find you and of course about your um, beautiful yes. blankets and your business. Okay. Yes. You can find us online. We have an e-commerce store, Tierra Sana. It's spelled T-I-E-R-R-A-S-A-N-A dot store, S-T-O-R-E. And we also have an Instagram and Facebook presence. So you can find us there, Terrasana Blankets. We will be waiting. Can't wait to ship them out to anyone who orders a scarf or a blanket. It's also free shipping. So you won't have to pay for that. We cover that. So yeah. That's awesome. No, this has been so great, Katie Joy. I can't wait. Guys, I'm serious. The blankets are beautiful. Like they are gorgeous blankets. They look like something out of... West Elm or anthropology, like they're oh, beautiful. Thank blankets. you. Yes, oh, they're gorgeous. I think they're. Be- I mean, the pictures are beautiful. I don't have one personally. I have an amazing are- product photographer. Yes, yeah, the pictures look so good, but they're very oh. like. I think when everyone goes and looks at them, they're going to yes. know what I mean by that. Cause You'll it has that know. kind of very unique like look and they're just beautiful and they're ha- yes. like handcrafted basically. Yes. By- yes. Um, by an artisan. Yes. In Ecuador. In Ecuador. So, and they're alpaca, which guys, is like one of the on. softest wools in the world. And they yeah, keep see, so guys, warm. Come on, come on. Yes, I yes. actually need to buy one too. I don't know if you know, I'm on my no spend year thing. Yes. But, but I'm probably going to make an exception and save for this specifically because I did make rules for myself, like about supporting, you know, an online uh, business Aww. friend and um, perhaps I can buy it as a gift and give it away because I do have to buy gifts. There you people. go. Exactly. They make amazing gifts and Valentine's <laughs> Day. They're great for cuddling. It's coming yes. up. So Love yeah, it. please. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Katie Joy. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me, Adrian. This has been amazing. I really appreciate your time and um, just hearing my heart and hearing my story. Yes. And I know everyone else is going to love hearing your heart and your story too. 
Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Faith and Finance Podcast. For full episode show notes, you can look at the bottom of whatever, wherever you're listening to this podcast and click the link to the show notes or visit faithinfinance.org slash blog slash episode 33. Thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying this show, please leave a review, share it with a friend, and let me know what you're thinking. You can connect with me on Instagram at faith.in.finance. Keep the faith, my friend.